the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Christian fathers should want to live their lives by the blueprint that God has set before them. Listen in today as Pastor Draper speaks to us from the subject, The Desires of a Godly Father's Heart. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Whether you're a young man who desires to one day become married and have a family, whether you're newly married or you've been married for many years and not only have you been blessed to see your children, but you have been blessed to see your grandchildren, or perhaps you sit amidst us today, you're separated or maybe even divorced, or perhaps you're widowed, or perhaps your father is deceased. What is the burning desire of your heart this morning? What are the inner longings of your heart in this season of your life? Wherever life may find you, wherever you are in life, whether you're hurting, whether you're crushed, whether you're disappointed or disillusioned, what is the burning desire of your heart? Regrettably, so many fathers have misplaced priorities to the detriment of their spiritual life as well as their families. For example, many fathers have a life goal to become wealthy while others want just more and more and more. But what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Many men desire great careers and with great benefits and prestige and power, and yet still they are miserable and unfulfilled because even now they've discovered that that job cannot give them peace. Many men desire to acquire the things of this world. They want beautiful homes, expensive cars. They want a great golf game. They want a good health club membership. They want to take exotic vacations, wear fine clothes, and enjoy sporting events in stadiums and even in their entertainment centers at home. And I know without a doubt that you can have all these things and be successful from the world's perspective, but not be successful from God's perspective or even your family's perspective. Men, what does it profit you to be a star everywhere else and flunk out at home? Therefore, the purpose of this message is to refocus and to arrest our attention on the things that matter most to God and to desire those things that please him. A godly man is a man who really wants to please God. And in this passage of scripture here, we see the psalmist saying in the 40th number of Psalms, verse 8, I desire to do your will. When is the last time you prayed that prayer and lived in light of that prayer, dads? I delight to do your will. Oh my God, your law is in my heart. In other words, Because of the word being saturated and permeating in the heart man. 
you desire to do that which pleases him because of who God is to you. With that being said, I pose a poignant, penetrating question. What should a godly father desire? What should you desire? The psalmist had it right. He got it right. He desired to do the will of God because of the word in the heart and his heart for God. So, so fathers, daddies, men, what should a godly father even desire? Well, when the law of God is in your heart and the word of God dwells in you richly, the desire of your heart should be to do the father's will. Well, what should be the desires of a godly father? You say, please help me understand what I should be desiring from a biblical perspective. I'm glad you asked that. Number one, a godly father desires to know his God. That should be a desire. Do you really desire to know God more? Philippians 3.10 says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. Oh, that I may know God. Men, you know baseball stats and football stats and basketball stats. and You know who has a good game and a bad game and who didn't show up at the game. But do you know Jesus? Men, I pose a question to you. Does God know you? Huh? What a, what a question. Does God know you? Have you trusted the Lord Jesus Christ alone as your personal savior? The evidence that one has been genuinely born again is that there will be an inner longing to know God more through gaining a deeper knowledge of him and intimacy with the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to know God more. I want to learn more of his word. I want to get closer to him. The world is too dangerous. The devil is too busy. And I don't want to become, I don't want to find myself entangled. And so I want to know him. And you know him through growing in his word. Reading his word, abiding in his word, living out his word, allowing his word to flush out the rubbish in your life so that God can do with you wondrous things that you could never imagine. The psalmist says in Psalms 42, 1, as the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. I mean, a, a, a thirsty deer, and I know there are thirsty deers, Deer out here all over the place and uh, and and even insects and uh, thirsty rabbits and squirrels and all kinds of of critters. I've even seen birds come to the water dish of our dog's bowl. It's filled with water in the backyard and the birds drink more water than the dog. Everything's thirsty because of the drought. But you know what? We're talking about there's a, a physical drought in Texas. But I believe we have this physical drought because there's a spiritual drought. See, our spiritual condition affects our, 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 physical, our physical condition affects our spiritual condition. And, and the worse we get in America, the, the less privileges we're going to have. There's a drought in some man's life. You're so far from God until you can't even describe it. Everything man you say is in a past tense. 
I used to belong to a church. I used to go to Sunday school. I used to do this and that. But the question is, God is not studying your used to. It's what are you doing for him now? And if you don't desire God and you don't thirst after God, if you're not hungry for God, if you're not panting after God, if you're not longing for God, you are in a spiritual famine, a spiritual drought. And God is saying, come to me and receive spiritual refreshment so that you can be the man of God that I'm calling you to be. Secondly, a father who is passionately in love with his God will have a deep burning desire for his children to come to Christ and to know that they are walking in truth. A father who is passionately in love with his God will have a deep burning desire for his children to come to Christ and to know that they are walking in truth. Wow. You know, one of the greatest things that a father can have or can know is that his children is walking in accord with the word of God, walking in the spirit of God, walking according to truth. Second John 4 says, I rejoice greatly that I have found some of your children walking in truth as we receive commandment from the father. Third John 4 says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Now, you know what? When our children are doing bad, badly, uh, people say, oh, listen, did you know what her happened? Uh, did you see what, how could that child do that? I know he crushed or she crushed her mama, uh, uh, his mama, daddy, or so forth and so on. And we can always spotlight the bad in children and we'll bring that up to others and say, isn't that bad what happened? How could she have done that? Man, they should have done, done a better job raising their children. Be quiet. Your children may not be in trouble today, but you don't know what's coming tomorrow. And why is it we can spotlight the bad, but when the children are doing well, that's right, and when they're not on drugs, and when they are trying their best to come to Sunday school and church and, and they're dancing on the stage. You see these young men dancing with the older men? Nobody's rejoicing in that. And nobody says, oh, did you see son dancing with the daddy? You know, you know. But now if son was doing something terrible, oh, do you know what son did? Why is it that we spotlight the bad, but we don't rejoice in the good? Dads, while it is important to prepare for your children's college education and their future, the greatest thing you can do for your children is to lead them to Christ. And you cannot give what you do not have which means that you must first have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ yourself before you can lead your children to Christ. Daddy, do you know Jesus Christ for yourself? What brings joy to, to our Heavenly Father's heart is to know that that daddy is walking before the Lord and then his children are walking in his example, walking in truth. Join us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, The Desires of a Godly Father's Heart. Pastor Draper will be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. Number three, a godly father desires to flee from sin. Listen, if you're not fleeing from sin, flee means to what? If you're not running from sin, you will not be godly. <laughs> Wise is the man who knows what to run from. I reiterate, 
Wise is the man who knows what to run from. Psalms some, 119.37a says, turn away my eyes from looking at worthless things. Daddy, what you looking at? Yeah, you're sneaking and peeking and with all these blackberries and all these gadgets. Listen, sin is accessible now. I was counseling one young man in my office and, uh, and you know, struggling with some issues that I won't disclose. But he said, my parents think I can't get it, but I can get it. I can get it. It's everywhere. I can just, I can just use my friend's technology. So you can yank it from them and they still have the access. First, so, so what, listen, you need to run with your eyes. Once you see something that's not right on television or anywhere, your eyes ought to signal you that your feet need to get to moving. <laughs> get to moving feet, get to moving, move. Why can't you move? Because of the fleshly pull of the appetites of the flesh. First Corinthians 6, 18a says, flee sexual immorality. You got to run from it. Run from it. You know, somebody telling you, you, you pretty and you handsome and all that, and you liking it, that's your time to run. Your wife ought to be telling you, and wife, tell your husband he look good. So these other little pretty little things won't sap him up. <laughs> won't y'all say, hey, won't y'all say amen? Hey, you got a good, uh, honey, I don't care if, you, I don't care if you don't have no head and, and out of shape or don't look like you think you ought to look and don't have bassets. Hey, that's my man and you look good and I love you. That way when them little pretty little things come up there and want to stroke his head, he said, I got mine. Oh, I'm tr- <laughs> Won't you, I'm pausing so you can think about it. First Timothy chapter six, verses 11 and 12 says, but you, I love this, oh man of God. Fathers, are you a man of God? You say, well, I'm not a father. Well, then you may not be a father. You may not be a husband, but are you a man of God? First Timothy six, 11 and 12 says, but you, oh man of God, flee, run from these things and pursue righteousness, godliness. This is what you ought to be pursuing, faith and love and patience and gentleness. Run. Joseph ran from Mrs. Potiphar. And then even though he ran, he got lied on. Now stop saying you're going through your trials and tribulations. You're being persecuted for righteousness sake. No, some, some stuff you brought on yourself. Uh, number four, a godly father will desire to be a good role model before his children. A godly father will desire. I'm telling you the, 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 the right desires that we ought to have. Not a desire to see the game. Not a desire to play the, the, the game of golf or play the game of golf and, and basketball and football. And you put more ball in your children than Bible. That ball, that ball can't keep integrity. A godly father will desire to be a good role model before his children. 1 Corinthians 11, 1 says, be, be ye followers of me, even as I also am of Christ. And that's what Paul says. Follow, follow me as I follow Christ. Daddy, can you say that? Can you say that without a doubt? Follow me, daughter. Follow me, son. Follow me, grandchild, as I'm following Christ. Fathers, your, your children should not have to look anywhere else for a role model. 
They shouldn't have to look outside the home to find a good role model because moral failure is so prevalent among movie stars and music celebrities, athletes, and political figures. God is calling you, Daddy, to be a role model for your children. Fathers, can your children follow you in reading your Bible? Or do you even have a Bible to read? Fathers, can your children follow you in church attendance? Fathers, are your children in Sunday school because you are in Sunday school? Fathers, can your children, is your children tithing because you were a tither and set the example? Are they being truthful because you're truthful and you're not a liar in the house? Are your children holy because they've been gazing at your holiness? Are they honoring, will they one day honor their wife, daddy, because you show them how to, how by honoring your wife? Dads, the surest way to win your children to Christ is to model spiritual integrity before them. Say spiritual integrity. That's, that's when you come here and you're dancing all over this floor. That's right. And you go home and you can, be, and you can live it after you dance. That's spiritual integrity. Huh? Huh? I mean, you, 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 what we see here is, is a reflection of what you're already doing at home. Daddy, let me tell you something. Your children know when you're a hypocrite. You can't say one thing and do another. Proverbs 20, chapter 20, verse 7 says, The righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Ah, the righteous man walks in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. Number five, a godly father would desire to make teaching his children the word of God his number one priority. That's the number one priority, teaching your children the word of God. Deuteronomy chapter six, verses six through nine says, and these words which I command you today shall be in your hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house when you walk by the way, when you lie down and when you rise up, you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontless between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and, and on your gates. In other words, the word ought to be so prevalent in your home that your children can't miss the word of God in your house. I mean, the, the word of God ought to be on your walls. That's right. You got what? Listen, you, you may have a picture of the president on your wall. A, a picture of, of uh, some noted figure on your wall. Look how quiet it's getting now. All kind of stuff. And stuff. You got some stuff that shouldn't be on your wall on your wall. Is the word of God on your wall? Be still and know that I am God. Honor your father and mother. They go in this room. They see this scripture. They go. That's when they go to the kitchen to get. Every time they go to the refrigerator, they see the word on the refrigerator. Amen. They go to the toilet. There's the word facing them. I mean, it's all around them. They can't miss it. They can't miss it. If we have, if I can go to your house and I have to find the word and it's way back in the corner closet somewhere, it's not priority. That's right. That's right. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train up a child in the way he should go. Now, the world don't want you to train your children. That's why we got little hootlums. That's right. 
You train, listen, don't let the world dictate how to raise your children. They're not following the Bible. You listen to the Lord. If you want some pagan children, just do what the world say. What the world is saying is antithetical to what the scripture is saying. You see, so so you, you have to train them up. And stop giving your children so many choices. You don't train them by, what do you want to eat? You eat what's set before you. If they don't want it, skip that meal. And the next meal, that same meal be waiting on you. You get hungry enough, you will eat. Do you want to wear this? Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to? And your child, you are ruining them with a do you want to. I'm so sick and tired of parents giving children option A, B, C, D, and E. No, you instruct them and expect them. And if they don't, consequences in that fatty tissue that God made to enhance their motivation. An absentee father cannot teach his children. You absent, you can't teach. You can't be out in the streets and raise your children. Listen, you're not no super fly. No sugar daddy. You're not Mr. Cool. Get over yourself. An absentee father cannot teach his children. We must be available and not found so busy that we give everyone else our time and attention and then when we get home we have nothing left for our children therefore go home daddy go home you have enough stuff in that house that you can't enjoy because you're working yourself crazy to pay for it and you're absentee father at home you're paying for a couch you can't even sit on and enjoy at the expense of neglecting your children when are you going to go home? Money can't keep, money, the love of money will keep you from, from going home. You see? Therefore, go home and stay home. And stay there long enough to make a spiritual impact. You need to make every God moment a teachable moment. A teachable moment. And then we'll forget, years and years and years ago, the first home we lived in when we first moved to San Antonio, my son was quite young at the time, and that was, uh, we had the flower bed, and we were working in it together. He don't remember this probably, but it's so long ago. And so that was a big, uh, kind of, uh, you know, weeds. It's amazing how weeds can grow. And, and so I thought I was going to just pull up that weed, and I couldn't pull it. And so I said, Randy, help me, help me. And we were pulling and pulling and pulling. After a while, I had to get the hole because I couldn't pull that up. And I say, son, that's the way your faith ought to be. Your faith ought to be so strong that all the attempts of this world to uproot your faith <laughs> will, go, will be uh, voided out. And you ought to be so deeply rooted that all the pullings of this world can't uproot you. And so I use that analogy on him as to how you ought to have deep roots in God so as to not to be so uprooted easily by the world. 
And so I just use that little simple thing that every moment, the little simplest of things can be turned into a teachable moment if you have a spiritual mindset. You see, 1 Thessalonians 2 a says, so affectionately longing for you, you ought to have a longing affection to teach your children. We were well, look, we were well pleased to import to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives. You pour into their lives Jesus, and they ought to see examples by looking at you. The gospel of God coming from your very lips. Dads, when was the last time you read the Bible to your children and shared insights from the pages of Scripture? When is the last time you've done that? What about your grandchild? You, miss, you messed up on your first child, uh, uh, your, children, your, your children, but what about your grandchildren? That's a, God has given them to you to make up for what you didn't do uh, the first time. Dad, God holds you responsible for being the priest in your home and bringing them up, training them up, instructing them in the Lord. Fathers, God has appointed you to be his representative in that home before your wife and children. And there is no substitute for you. None. None. And some of you, 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 you're not in the streets, but you gaze at the television so much until you're still absentee. Ephesians 6, 4 says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. But bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Bring them up. Teach them. Train them. Don't crush them. Don't abuse them. Lovingly correct them and nurture them. And then refuse to allow television, internet, the ideologies, or the philosophies of this world to, to influence and to shape your children's life. You've been listening to Rander Draper, pastor of Maranatha Bible Church located in Converse, Texas. As you can see, the Bible has the answer to everything we face in this life if we are willing to take heed and apply it. God's word is true and will not fail us. We fail if we choose to handle these matters our way instead of God's way. Only when we handle these matters God's way do we find complete peace and rebuilding of relationships that can be or have been destroyed. If you have been blessed by this type of teaching by Pastor Rander Draper, you are welcome to join us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Converse, Texas. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.